Manimal here. It's Monday, June 12th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're back with an all-new edition where we're going to update the AL West standings. We've got some Rangers news and notes to talk about, and we're going to talk about that disappointing series in Tampa Bay this weekend. But join us for the upside on Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier, Twitter, Instagram. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys at TXRangersWTB. And don't forget to go check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Hey, and joining me, my co-host with the most, the beard that never ends, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull, and my son, Baron. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on social media? I'm doing good. Uh, Monday morning uh, after a Rangers, tough Rangers uh, weekend. Huh? I mean, not mm-hmm. tough. I don't think it was that tough. I, nah. You know, you play good teams during the season, mm-hmm. and, and Tampa Bay is a good team, and uh, they didn't get swept out of the building, so that's nice. Uh, so, nope. but uh, everything is good at Casa Manimal, and mm. uh, we're uh, we're just uh, getting ready to give out these socials and the cool. uh, you know Twitter Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal three hundred, uh, Bull Pro on TikTok and Facebook, and and, and I I just want to say, you know, I'm trying over here. Kevin, Kevin always thanks you for being the first listen of the day. Well, I'm the old night owl guy, then, so I want to thank all the people that are up at like 3 a.m. listening to this show. So if you're up listening to us at 3 a.m., just know the manimal's up and he's watching you as you listen. Love it, love it. Well, um, not Did a lot. You get of Baron this... is is Baron okay back there? What were you guys he... beating him? Well, he's uh, he he gets excited, man, and when yeah. he does. He lets everybody know about it. So he was getting excited about this uh, diaper box. Oh, okay. An empty diaper box. That's his – he gets really pumped about that thing. Um, yeah, so – Each their parents, own, right? Well, to those parents out there, don't waste a bunch of money on uh, toys. Just get him, like, empty boxes and, like, plastic filled with stuff that makes a lot of noise and save hey, yourself a ton of money. Real quick for everybody out there, this is no lie. When we were at the uh, Rough Riders game the other night um, – Kevin and his wife, they just gave him a plastic bottle that was like yep. squished up and he mm-hmm. was having the time of his life. So um, mm-hmm. I can I can uh, I can confirm that that is the case, that he, he just loves a good uh, a good plastic bottle mm-hmm. um, all, all smashed up. Yeah, that's all he needs, man. He is not a complicated guy. Um, so let's get into uh, really just for around the league. We've got Astros lose. Um, and jumping right into the Rangers, the Rangers lead the AL West by five games now, even after a tough Tampa Bay series. Uh, and the prediction streak for me, unfortunately, is alive and well again. I was I was pretty like ex- right. I was pretty excited about my predictions whenever uh, the mm-hmm. Rangers started scoring some runs against uh, McClendon mm-hmm. or uh, McClendon or McClendon or whatever the other night. McClanahan. So, McClanahan. Oh, whatever. I don't care about his name. He's on the Rays. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, I was getting excited. I was like, Oh, look at me. I know what I'm talking about, but, uh, um, you're not to be, 
not to be, but the uh, I, the Guardians, I guess they kind of prove how hard it is to go on the road and 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 win a series because the Astros they had maybe the same predicament that the Rangers did this weekend, where they couldn't quite get over the hump against some good pitching up there in Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of pitching, not good pitching, but uh, Spencer Howard didn't last too long at the major league level, did he? Well, yeah, you know. Uh, you know, I was on the show the other day, and I was like, if Spencer Howard goes in and does what he did at AAA and comes in and with command and swagger and all of that stuff, that he could he could get outs in the big leagues. And then he came out, and he did none of that. He had zero mm-hmm. command. He had zero swagger. He looked just like the guy last year that we were all bitching about being on the team. And that was really yeah. disappointing because – when you saw him at, at, at Round Rock, and I don't know if you got to watch any of uh, the innings that he pitched, but those three, four innings that he threw down there, I mean, he was in total control of all of his pitches. He was confident on the mound, and he was better than the hitters that he was facing. And you just didn't see that on Friday night when he came in. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, the Bochi, he's got to have a short leash with guys right now because he's got to have as many fresh and good arms as he could possibly have. And, and you know, Spencer Howard, I'm not, I'm not thinking that this is the end for Spencer Howard by any means. I, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he needs some more rehab time. Maybe he wasn't quite ready to come back to the big leagues. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not buying it on that. I, I would like to see him get it together because it's a good arm and good stuff. But – you know, at some point you got to do it at the big league level too. And Spencer Howard just really never has done that in his career. No. And you'd like to think now that he's got a very specific role that, you know, maybe he can focus on that, but you know, the season's not over yet. I don't think, uh, as we talked off air, I don't think this will be the last we see of Spencer Howard this year uh, out of the bullpen, just had to get back down there and get it right. Which well, means you're yeah. Able- oh. I'm- I was going to say one more thing on, on Spencer Howard. You know, I mean, again, I don't think that it's the end of the world that he's getting sent back down. Um, they've got guys on that 40 man and, and, you know, uh, so I don't think it's the end of the world. I just, uh, you know, you'd love to have seen him done better, but he'll get his chance to go back down to round rock and he's going to pitch down there and he's going to stay on the 40 man roster and, you know, and, and we'll just kind of see, as we get closer to that trade deadline, if he's one of those guys that can stick, but if he's pitching like this, there isn't going to be anybody that's going to claim him and he'll, he'll probably make his way back down. Yeah. And then Yuri Rodriguez um, will be replacing him apparently on the, on the roster, uh, getting another chance. He's getting another shot. Yeah. And, and we'll probably talk about what Yuri did on uh, Sunday. He wasn't bad. He, uh, I think he gave up a two out double, but other than that, he was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. And then Josh Spores really coming into his own. You'd like to think uh, he's, he's been fantastic really over what, maybe the last, his last three appearances. Well, you know, maybe even four or five, it's been really good ever since he kind of had that meltdown that one night, he's been, he's been pretty good. So, um, and you know, that's really kind of not just Spores. Um, Leclerc is starting to kind of put it back together and he's getting mm-hmm. outs again. And, you know, I just kind of, uh, I've kind of just come to the conclusion that Jose Leclerc isn't a closer in the big leagues, right? Right. You know, yeah, but he, I, I but it's we, not, we, but it doesn't mean that he's not a pitcher in the big leagues. It just sure. means that, that that maybe that situation isn't for him. Yeah, yeah, I could get, I could get with that too. Um, so let's jump into. Well, let me see. I'm trying to pull up my computer here. It 
melted down on me again. Uh-oh. Having some trouble. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But we're going well, into the first box score. Let's so the, you want, the Rangers, Rangers on Friday night is where Friday night, Friday night. Uh, you know, they made some mistakes early to let Tampa Bay kind of get away from them, and uh, you know when you only have three solo home runs for for your hits. You know, th- you, there's not going to be a ton of runs on the board for you. Um, the, Glass now is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of left one over the plate to Tavares, and he gave it a ride. But other than that, there wasn't much bad you could say about uh, Tyler Glass now's start. And uh, you know, th- he's got that stuff, and you know, he's got good yeah. stuff, and and it, he was able to kind of keep that Rangers lineup at bay all night long, and. Uh, I don't think Heaney was bad. I didn't think that I didn't think that he was bad at all. I just uh, you know they made some mistakes for him, and you know, he didn't he didn't get around them. And then Spencer Howard couldn't get anybody out, and probably the best outing of John King's season, though. Yeah, the two innings, two and a, two yeah, thirds, and also keeps... too. I I think when you talked about Tavares, the, I think the Tavares was actually a big win coming out of this game because who did you know two home runs. Uh, I, I mean, he hadn't really shown that kind of power this year, but two home runs and really just kind of break. He's kind of breaking out, man. Like he's, it's starting to feel like this is who he is, you know, and, yeah. and that is really exciting. Well, that is really exciting because Leody Tavares has been a, a, a top prospect. He was a top prospect for the Rangers for a lot of years. He, definitely through those rebuild years, he was that one, like, ray of hope that you kind of had in that in that when you looked at their top 100 or their top 30 list on on the different uh, places so like now finally seeing him come up to the big leagues and and you know i thought he was very mismanaged um mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, yeah you know like i thought he was I, th- <laughs> I thought he was he was brought up too early because of the the covid season and all the injuries and how bad that mm-hmm. team was and that hurt him <clears throat> And then the next year, the way that, uh, you know, he did, he struggled early and couldn't get constant at bats at the big league level. And, and once again, you know, like kind of felt like he was going backwards, even though he was a 21 year old kid and, and playing at the big league level. And then last year, you know, getting left off the opening day roster because of some dumb shit and, uh, you know, I thought that like this year is that first year where where like Bochi, Chris Young, all the cats in the front, Dayton Moore, all those guys are like Tavares is our guy in center field. Let's give him this job and, and he's earned the job. He's he's come up, you know, with this system. Let's make him our everyday center fielder. And I feel like April you know, he was still a little bit hurt in April. You know, I think right. he was kind of playing through some things in April and May. He got healthy, and he's really just turned his whole season around. And and really, I mean, looking at the middle of April, towards the end of May, April, there were a lot of guys that had been big Leody Tavares fans for a lot of years that were, like, questioning whether this guy was a Major League Baseball player. And I think he's definitely proven in these last couple of months that he's a – major league baseball player and i mean there's never been ever 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 been a question of his defense um Mm -hmm. if he doesn't catch a ball it's probably because it has a zero catch rate probability um (laughs) you know so like i I mean so there's never been a question of whether he can and 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 really 
that was a big issue the first couple of weeks before he got back was the the outfield confinement you know like they were right. having trouble and they weren't they weren't a good outfield the first couple of weeks of the season and it was like the moment Tavares was back and took over in center field it became a uh, and they got everybody in the right position. It became like this really quality outfield. And I think that's a real testament to to him as an outfielder. And you don't, you don't ever think, I mean, if it goes to center field, you're not worried about it as long as it's not 20 rows up. Yeah. And, and I also think the, the final thought on him, just, it, it also shows like a certain element of leadership when you, when you're the guy and when you come back and all of a sudden you see everything just kind of settle down. That's a that's a huge testament to his leadership as well, not just his playing ability, but just his leadership overall as a ball player. Um, so also, I don't have any. Okay. Real quick, I was going to say Josh Young hit a ball a mile. Yeah, man. I don't know if you saw that. Like that center field is is kind of yeah. a no man's land out there, and you saw how many balls got caught up in center field this week that didn't leave the yard that looked good off mm-hmm. the bat, including Marcus Simeon's double the next day. Um, mm-hmm. so like to see him hit one and then clear the batter's eye. I mean, that's a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that center field is like four seventeen or something, but, um, I, I don't have anything else for the, uh, for Friday night. Um, like we already kind of covered everything. I didn't think Heaney was bad that night. Obviously the offense just, just had a few homers and that pretty much was it. Uh, but again, mm-hmm. it was a, the, the, the positive, I think of all of that is just that you have, a, you might be having a breakout. Uh, that might have signaled the breakout uh, season for uh, Leo de Tavares. Um, now, speaking of breaking out. Um, we got Damon some breakout McCullough. stars, right? We got yeah, some breakout stars. Broke uh, out Matt... last, uh, last <laughs> show in the, the, the Southside Preservational. Yeah, there, there's uh, definitely more than just Damo McCullough that could be a future breakout star at Matt War Pro. And, uh, you know, uh, as, a, as one of the older guys now, in the locker room and, and having the experience that I have and, and being able to see these kids grow. Um, it, it's a, it's a really proud feeling to watch guys that you helped get to where they're at, like fulfill the moment. And, and Damo McCullough is one of those guys and he's, he's uh, lived up to the, the moment and it, it's never gotten too big for him. And uh, the, you know, as a, as a, uh, as a guy that helped him get to where he is, I'm really proud of him. And, uh, um, but that's not what we're talking about. Me, me blubbering over Damo McCullough is not why these people are listening to the show. And that's mm-hmm. not why we're doing this commercial. It's because Matt War Pro pays us to tell mm-hmm. you that on July 28th yeah. at the Southside Preservation Hall in downtown, just south of downtown Fort Worth, mm-hmm. Matt War Pro in conjunction with Texas Roughhouse Wrestling and Deaf Breath Entertainment come together. They're going to bring you Ultraviolet Dreamers. And uh, so far on this show, we've got one big announcement with Justin James versus uh, Brick Savage, who these are two big men. They're both guys well over 350 pounds, both guys former former professional athletes. So, um, you know, now they've chosen the professional ranks of pro wrestling. And these guys are some big dudes and some good athletes. So I'm looking forward to that one. Don't forget the Kelly's onion burgers will be out back. They'll be slinging up the burgers. We can put the onions right in there for you. Put it all on a bun. Just eat that thing. Don't even ask any questions. Um, just, sorry, just eat I, that thing. Just eat the thing. Don't even ask questions. Just if they put it in your hand, just eat it. 
Um, Starry Ice Cream is going to be there, and you know if it's going to be July 28th, it is going to be hot outside here in Dallas or in Fort Worth, Texas. So you got to have the Starry's Ice Cream to cool yourself down with all the hot action in the ring. Now, there's one more sponsor. There, there's some good buddies of mine. The boys over there at Martin House, the boys and girls over there at Martin mm. House Brewing. That would be remiss of me to say just the boys because the ladies over there are fantastic as well. And we all love Martin House Brewing. And they're going to show up. They're going to put a whole bunch of beer in a cooler. And if you can prove to them that you're 21 years old, of age or older, they'll just give you mm-hmm. beer all night long. All night mm. long. So Man. join join us July 28th. Matt War Pro presents Ultraviolet Dreamers at the Southside Preservation Hall. Bell time is 7 o'clock. Mm, man, had a blast the last time I was out there. Can't wait to go back out there again in the hot time of the season for <clears throat> in here in Fort Worth, Texas. So it's going to be a good old time. So let's get into um, the bright spot of the weekend for the Rangers when they took they, they beat Tampa Bay on Saturday 8-4. to four. Uh, just a heck of a fun game to watch. And man, 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 Corey Seager. Uh, Had him a day. You, yeah, what can you say about him that, I mean, uh, man, it just just unbelievable. And, and, and it was really funny. I'm not funny, but shocking to hear that this was his first time having five hits in a game. Yeah, yeah. That I was, didn't expect uh, that. I wasn't expecting that either. But, uh, man, those five hits uh, – um, big, every one of them. I mean, it seemed like every one of them really made a big difference in the ball game. Uh, m- maybe not the single there at the end, but everything kind of seemed like it, uh, after, after um, you know, the Rays made a couple of mistakes, the Rangers kind of capitalized on those mistakes and and uh, they tried to play matchup games in the bullpen and, and Corey Seager was having none of that. And, uh um, you know, just a huge game for Seager, a big day for him at the plate, four RBIs. Um, uh, Adolis Garcia got the other, had a couple of RBIs as well with his uh, mm-hmm. two, uh, two run double that uh, the, the Rangers kind of, or uh, the Rays kind of caught a break there that that ball bounced up out of the stands because it was probably going to score three for sure. Um mm-hmm. I think Duran ended up getting that run across anyways. Um, but the Rangers, they score eight, um, 12 hits. Nice day for the bats. Uh, Seager was a triple shy of the cycle. He had the five hits, including his seventh home run that uh, was a two-run job that kind of blew the game a little bit open after the Rays had worked their way back into it. Yeah, and man, the home run that he hit just smoked that thing. I mean, that was like, I mean, he just absolutely blasted that thing. When we were, I was watching it with my father-in-law, and I mean, when he hit that thing, both of us we were talking, and he just just got quiet. Stop, it, yeah, it, 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 it took over the conversation. It was just, yeah. like, God, dog, man. Yeah, um, the uh, Duran also showed up pretty big too. The uh, the Rays went to uh, Beaks. What is his name? Jalen Beeks, uh, he's the, a left hand, the left-hander. No, not the not the rookie that threw a couple of innings. Oh, um, Lopez. Okay. That, yeah, Beeks was the left-hander that they brought in. That uh, Seager welcomed to the game a little violently, um, <laughs> and and you know, the first pitch, right? It was like the yeah, first, first pitch. pitch right? Yeah, I think <laughs> very first. 
But, you know, Seager is very uh, well known for being a guy that jumps on first pitches. And if you're going to leave it there, prepare for it. And it wasn't a terrible pitch. It was in the inner half of the plate. He just had the hands way out, and and, uh, he really drove that ball. And, you know, not exactly Nathan Eovaldi's best outing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he bulldogged that thing through, what, six and a third, six and two-thirds, something like six and a third, I believe it was. Yeah, six and a Um, third. Yeah, six and a third. He gave up four hits. He did give up the three-run home run, which was a killer. You know, that'll do it. Uh, That'll do it every time. But those Rays, man, they work counts, and they don't swing at pitches out of the zone very often. And uh, they they worked a couple, three walks against Ivaldi, and that's not something that Nate's normally doing. Um, in that seventh inning, really nice job by Spores to come in with runners on first and second, get a dribbler back to himself that uh, he bobbled up a little bit, but he got the sure out. Um, he did walk a guy there. Did he walk a guy? What have, uh, Was it bases loaded or was it second and third when he was when he was on? I can't remember. Talking about Spores? Uh, spores. So I know he did have a walk uh, in there. I'm, I'm not exactly sure uh, – the details of, of the, of that situation. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure he walked. Maybe, maybe it was a Rose arena. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he did walk somebody there to load the bases. And then he was able to, uh, he was able to get himself out of that. And, uh, you know, really nice outing way to pick up his teammate there. Spores. We talked about him earlier, having a, a quite a bit better season. And, uh, you know, Let's see. Yeah, it was a Rosarina that he walked, and then he got yeah. Paredes, who uh, the night before Strikes nobody swinging. Yep. Yeah, the before the night before nobody could get Paredes out. So uh, for Spores to come in, get Paredes out, and and um, uh, preserve that lead there in a big situation was a pretty nice deal. And uh, he came back out, and he had uh, three strikeouts in the bottom half of the eighth, and just yeah. stuff was stuff was good. And in the bottom half of the ninth, after he had been handing out C notes to ball boys all afternoon, mm-hmm. which uh-huh. uh, look like this, that really is, like gives you a feel for how loose the ball club is, even with the uh, the fans kind of mm-hmm. losing their minds with a couple of losses in a row. And yeah. we all we all know that 162 games is a lot of games, and you're probably going to lose a couple games in a row at certain times mm-hmm. in the season. But to see those guys being so loose and having fun with the ball boy, and um, I, I heard on the post game that Josh Spores said that uh, um, Will Smith was handing out C notes to the ball boys for every diving play. So that's why that kid so, was jumping out. So that's out why and, he was. That's yeah, why he like was diving out onto dive, the field yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. So he was trying to the collect. The announcers were having a good time uh, with that too. He was trying to collect uh, money for 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 college there by uh, by <laughs> impressing Josh or Will Smith, and we kind of saw it all day. Like Josh or Will Smith was high fiving with him and having a good time, and and I think Will Smith is the type of guy that. Uh, you really need a guy like that in the clubhouse who's always having fun, always enjoying whatever's going on. And, and, and I think that kind of is a testament to like the Rangers clubhouse where this isn't, you know, it's not the best time and they're, they lost a couple of games in a row, but you know, those guys have been through it before. Those guys have all probably been through 10 game slides or five game slides and know that, you know, the, we play another game tomorrow and we got another chance tomorrow 
and also ni- really nice catch from Travis Jankowski to end that game mm. yesterday. He almost or, made another or, uh, big catch Saturday. in that game, too. He almost uh, had another one. Right he almost took one. Yeah, he almost took one back for Luke Rayleigh, huh? Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, Rangers take that Saturday night game. Eight to four was a fun game. Big night for, for court career night for Corey Seager. Um, but I want to take a second here to let you guys know about our exclusive content. So if you like the show and you want to know and you want to hear more Rangers content, you need to subscribe to our minor league show, which is called Down on the Farm. With the boys, we cover all things in the Rangers system, call-ups, box scores, rumors, transactions, you name it. Uh, right now, we're in the middle of our top 40 prospects list, which uh, we've gotten through 15 names. we got another 15 to give you, and then we'll go through our top 10. So just for $1.99 a month, you can make our podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers, organization-wide. So just go to our Spotify page or our website. TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, all one word, and subscribe today. So yesterday, Sunday, um, the box score doesn't doesn't necessarily tell you how close this game really was. Uh, the, the Rays kind of blew it open a little later in the game, or, or really in that fourth inning, but I felt like yeah, the after, were in it all game. We're, we're in it like all day. Yeah, after uh, the – Wander Franco home run. There wasn't any scoring the rest of the day. Uh, uh, Perez couldn't get himself a shutdown inning. I thought he, you know, after they scored those three runs and he and he shut them down and they couldn't get a run coming back in the fourth. That it it, it was going to be huge for Perez to to uh, to slam the door on that thing, and he just he couldn't do it, and he, he didn't have his best stuff, and. Uh, you know, Perez, his, his strikeout numbers have been down this year. His, uh, his hard hit hasn't been that up, though. I mean, uh, it seemed like those first couple of innings, Tampa Bay kind of just punching Judy them around and found a couple mm-hmm. of holes. And, and that ended up being kind of the difference in the ball game was some seeing eye singles and nothing was hit hard in that first inning. And he worked himself around it. Uh, to only allow the two after giving up the first four hits or giving up the four hits to the first four batters. Uh, that second inning is more of the same. Perez just couldn't really locate and, you know, soft ground ball down the third baseline brings one home. And it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't his uh, day. And, you know, sometimes baseball, you, you have everything hit hard right at somebody. And some days you have a whole bunch of soft contact that, uh, that finds a hole. And that happened to Perez quite a bit in the first couple of innings. Uh, Duran made a really nice double play to uh, end one inning. Uh, and then the Wander Franco ball was hit pretty hard. And, and, you know, that got up and got out. And, and that was uh, that was the scoring basically for, for Tampa Bay and, and the Rangers. They put together a nice three-run inning that uh, ended, uh, what, Simeon. Simeon hit a double that uh, that scored – Tavares and Gross and the, well, let's see. Grossman led off the inning with a home run, and then mm-hmm. uh, Tavares took a walk. Seager doubled into the gap or tripled into the gap, and mm-hmm. uh, Simeon or Seager. Simeon, yes, Simeon, Simeon tripled into the gap, and then Seager mm-hmm. drove him home with the uh, with the infield in uh, on mm-hmm. a single. And that was the Rangers. They couldn't get anything going afterwards. They had some decently hit balls just right at people. And, uh, you know, 
not a lot going on uh, McCallahan post that third inning. I think he was perfect after that, and uh, or through his next four. And uh, you know the the bullpen held up and did enough. Uh, Adam got himself into a little bit of trouble there at the uh, end of the game. Walked a couple of guys, gave up a hit, and the Rangers had the bases loaded uh, with one out in the in the top half of the ninth. But uh, Duran got fooled on a first pitch slider, and uh, then Adam made a perfect pitch on the second pitch with that same slider, and uh, Duran had to fight something off, and it ended up being right at. Uh, whoever was playing second base, I think it was low at that point. Um, no, it wasn't low. It was uh, Wall, Wall, walls. walls. Yeah, walls. And uh, Wander turned it over, and the Rangers, uh, they're, they're going to take that one on the chin, 7-3. to three. But they were in that game. It wasn't like they were blown out or anything like that, even though the score kind of indicates that. They had the tying run at the plate in the bottom or in the top of the ninth. Um, but it just wasn't meant to be. They lose two out of three on the se- the series, but I don't think that's the end of the world. I don't think that uh, it's even close no. to the end of the world. I think the Rangers, no. um, they played well enough to win a couple of games in that series. They just didn't. Um, and, uh, you know, they got good pitching from Ivaldi and, you know, Perez and, and Heaney. You know, they were what they were. And, you know, we'll get back on the schneid today and uh, or get back on the field today. They've got the, the angels coming into town and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, sometimes you got to get healthy against the angels. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, looks like preview wise, you've got, uh, Dane Dunning on the Hill. So, uh, pretty confident with him out there and the angels are going to roll out Tyler Anderson. So the Rangers have a chance right here to, to Tyler really get An- back on, yeah, get back on the get back in the win column. Tyler Anderson, the big uh, signing for the Angels in the offseason. Hmm. Yeah, so hmm. good yeah. thing the Rangers man. didn't go there, huh? Man, uh, man but man, he's man. had yeah, he's had some troubles. He's had his struggles, but the Angels are still the Angels. Otani mm-hmm. and Trout are going to still hit in that lineup. All and yep. Rendon and some other probably guys. Probably they'll have... come up. They'll probably come up in the ninth. Well, seven, Somehow they hit in the eighth and the ninth every game. Seems like well, <laughs> every I'll... single time we play them. <laughs> but uh, it's like they cool, skip well, ahead. You know, like they're like, oh, let's just put Trout in here right now. <laughs> yeah, let's. I don't know how it happens. Real quick, it always happens. Go ahead. Real quick before we get out of here for today, did you see uh, Phil Nevin blow up on that ball that Otani took? That was a strike that uh, they didn't like. I did not. I did not. Dude, Phil Nevin had like this big giant vein just bulging out of his head. It looked like he Mm. was having like a stroke or something at the time that it was happening because his head was so. But I guess he got cooled down in the locker room and he's okay. But man. uh, Phil Cuzzy calls a borderline strike on 3-2. Otani didn't like it. I think Phil Nevin just going out there to show Otani that he cares and that, you know, mm-hmm. he'd love to have him on the team again next season. <laughs> but uh, so, so they're coming to town tonight, and it's a 7.05 start time tonight. And like you said, it's Anderson and Dunning. And I imagine this thing will be on, uh, oh, it's on uh, MLB Network for anybody that listens to the show that isn't in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Yeah, yeah. Late start, of course, out there. Uh, no, no, no. This well, is a Globe Life 705. Oh, I see it. No, I see it. It's, it. For some reason on my computer, it's saying 805, but I saw Globe Life. And I'm like, no, these, yeah, I, I bet you home. have Eastern time up. 
about you got for Eastern some reason, time. Yeah, out, they're, yeah, they're at home. They're at home uh, for this one. So your your computer uh, still thinks you're in Miami. Yeah, dadgummit. Well, my computer has just been its own, uh, been been its own thing lately. Um, but I think that's all we got for tonight. Yeah, let's get on out of here. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow after uh, after Anderson Dunning. So uh, you know, looking forward yeah. to that, and looking forward to uh, talking about the Rangers tomorrow evening, tomorrow morning with y'all. Yep. And uh, so again, don't forget to subscribe to Texas Rangers uh, on social media. Texas Rangers with the boys on social media. TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. And don't forget to sub- uh, support us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, yada, yada, yada. And I think that's all we got for today. We will see you guys at the ballpark and talk to you guys tomorrow uh, after the Rangers hopefully get back in the win column against the Angels. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. Oh, don't forget to vote for your favorite Texas Ranger in the All-Star game. Got my last see, plug Seager. in Seeger should have gotten five votes from everybody for those five hits on, on Saturday. Yeah, I'm right. He should have. But this is Texas Rangers with the boys, and we are signing out.